Welcome to Arts Career Evolutions by Out of the Arts. Your hosts are Beth and Amy. We will help you bridge the gap between an arts career and a career outside the arts industry. Hey folks, welcome to 2022. Are you a New Year's resolution person? I personally am not really because I decided a long time ago that if I want to make a change, I'm going to make it when I'm ready and whenever that is, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a Monday, it doesn't matter if it's a start of a new month or a new week, I'm going to do it. But whatever your style is, we are now in a new year and I feel like it's been a crazy year already. We've already lost some really wonderful people and things are just blowing up all over the place, it seems. But there are a lot of great things happening, too. And part of that is that people are so ready to move beyond the trauma, right? So let's move beyond. Let's talk about moving forward in the new year. And we want to do that by talking about intentional job searching. Intentional job searching. Intentional because it's so easy to just get lost in the muck of job searching, right? You know, you can just disappear down the rabbit hole of like searching for jobs but not applying for them or applying for all of the jobs but never really hearing back and you don't know why. There are so many things that can unintentionally derail your job search that we want to help you focus and get back on track so you can get that job, bitch. So thank you so much for joining us. We always love that you're here. And here we go with intentional job searching. I love job searching and I do it consistently. For a few reasons. One, there is no reason you can't look for a job just because you have a job. That's the best time. Don't they say the best time to get a job is when you have a job? So why not look to see what's out there? And two, there are always new things coming out. New titles, new companies, new benefit options. How can I know what to ask for or what's relevant if I don't know what the options are? It's also been really helpful for me when I was looking at different careers and even when I got my project management certification a few years ago. I know I love teaching. I know I love problem solving. I know I love the project life cycle that comes with theater, right? You start something, you end it. It has an end date. You start something new. You'll always find that people love one or the other part of the cycle. People either love the beginning, the middle, or the end. I am probably a beginning person because the end, I just don't care at all. By the time we've gotten to the end, everything is in place and everything should be flowing. And if something doesn't happen, then who the fuck missed it, right? Like, by the time we get to the end, everything is just flowing and it's no longer a puzzle to be put together. So I really like the beginning part of processes, and you even see that in theater. There are people that love 
auditioning. I, there aren't a ton of people who love auditioning, but they do exist. They love the first read-through. They love the rehearsal process, and they love tack. Like, there are people that love the different parts of each process. I am a beginning process lover. So when I was looking at and got my project management certification, and I think about the next steps with that certification, I look at the titles and the companies that really pull these different parts of me together, the parts of me that love technology and love project life cycles and love teaching. What are job titles that can really pull all that together? And I can only know those job titles because I spend time searching for those options. So I like to prepare and plan and I over plan. Mm, I plan for a long time. I don't necessarily spend a long time working on it each time I look at it, but I probably spend, I spent two years before I bought my car in 2019. So I spent two years researching cars, different models, different years, different makes, different sizes of tires. Uh, it went into everything. So I love job searching and I do it consistently. And just like in everything we do, I'm the exact opposite of Beth. <laughs> I do not love the constant noise of all of the possibility. And my mind is already constantly going and freaking out about every choice I make. And so having more possibilities thrust at me and trying to decide which is better and which is worse and should I follow this or should I stay here or what do I do? Do I blow everything up or do I keep my head down? I don't need that in my daily life. So I go about job searching only when absolutely necessary. And this can come about in a few different ways. I used to work in nonprofits. So unfortunately, layoffs came from time to time. So I have been unemployed on unemployment on more than one occasion. Well, then you're forced to look for jobs and like really consider these things and pretty quickly if you want to keep your unemployment benefits. And then there are other instances where I was in a job. I had a job. It was close to home. It paid okay. You know, I was doing fine, but the work environment was super, super toxic. And I hit my boundary, which honestly was impressive because at the time I hadn't really learned to set boundaries around work yet. Uh, so for me to hit the edge was like, they pushed me really far. And I was like, I need to be done with this place. And I started looking for jobs and applying for and interviewing for jobs while I was still working because I needed to get out of there. There are other times when I have just, you know, sometimes you just, Beth talked about the life cycle, the project life cycle. Sometimes you just get to the end of a journey, whether it's a job or an organization or a relationship or a, you know, this, this isn't helping me anymore, move forward to where I want to be going. So I only focus on job searching in those times when I absolutely need to be. And because of that, I do my searching really quickly. I go 
rather than constantly making lists and constantly making a study out of the job industry and all of this, like Beth does, which works really well for her, I am very intuition-based. I can look at a job posting or a website and decide in 10 seconds whether yes or no, whether this is for me or whether it's not. I do a lot of thinking ahead of time when I'm in the process. I make lists, I make vision boards, I meditate, I journal. I do all of the things to help me wrap my mind around where I need to go and why and how to prepare, but only when I flip the switch from off to on. It's not a constant for me. So job searching can go well, and it can also be a hot mess because there are so many ways to go about it. But there are four main ways in which job searching can really be derailed. And you want to make sure you're looking closely for these things and not getting lost in them. So the first one is you can end up down a rabbit hole of what's this? And, you know, cue that nightmare before Christmas music, right? Like, you're chugging along and then boom, just where are you? Uh, there is, you know, maybe you're not tracking, maybe you're just clicking and clicking and clicking and you're so interested in what's going on or you're trying to learn more about certain things and you're just looking at titles and companies and pay ranges and all of this stuff, but you're not tracking what you're doing. And it is so easy to get lost in that and completely lose what lose track of what you need. And there's definitely a time for that. You need time to just look at different job titles and just scan through them. You need time to do these different steps. But if you end up down the rabbit hole of these steps, if you end up sucked in never to come see light again, that's where you have problems. And so you're, the second way you get derailed is if you're tracking everything and not actually applying for anything. And this is where I get stuck because I make spreadsheets and I use calculators and I will end up with a list of companies and jobs. And by the time I'm actually applying for anything, those positions have long been filled. I have no connections to anyone at the company. I don't even know that they are using that title anymore. Maybe that position got filled. Maybe it's no longer a position and they changed it and nobody knows I even exist. So this is where I get stuck. I end up tracking a lot of things and making lists upon lists. Remember, I was, you know, researching my cars for two years. <laughs> lists upon lists. And they're not really helpful. So that's where I end up always stuck. I can get stuck in that too sometimes when I'm really excited and go down the rabbit hole. But this past April, I bought a car. I decided on Sunday night, hmm, maybe I'll start looking at new cars. By Wednesday morning, I drove off the lot with a new car. Beth took two years. I took two days. I mean, <laughs> and the reason why you can you can get stuck in this is sometimes you're you're doing what you think you need to be doing and you're not listening to yourself. So the third thing or the, so the third way in which a job search can be derailed 
is when you're not listening to yourself, so you're just applying for everything and wasting time on jobs that don't relate to you. I actually did a career coaching session with someone a couple of months ago. He is an opera singer, and he is looking for a concurrent job, something full-time that will allow him benefits and income that he needs to get by, particularly during this pandemic time when performances are relatively few and far between. And he was like, I'm just applying to everything and anything that I could possibly do because I just need a job. And I was like, okay, I see that mindset, but hear me out. If you're going to spend 40 hours a week on a job, then maybe it should be something not just that you're capable of doing, but something that will actually spark some interest in you and fits in your lifestyle and allows you to take the time you need to do performances here and there or allows you time for a rehearsal schedule or flexibility you want to do this or puts you in a city that has more performance opportunities than where you currently are. And you know what? He just texted me what, Beth, two or three days ago, I sent you that screenshot saying, thank you yeah. so much for help on my resume and my career. I'm actually moving to Chicago in a couple of weeks to start this new job. It's going to be a bigger city with more opportunities for singing. It is going to be a job that has all of the things I need. My partner is going to follow suit once he's done with school in a few months and then looks like everything is finally kind of lining up. And I was like, yes, that's the key, right? Don't waste time on the things that don't relate to you that you don't want to be doing because that's a disingenuous, dishonest search and application. And it's wasting everyone's time in the end. Yes. The fourth reason is you get excited about all the possibilities and you convince your creative self that you can and you want to do all the things. And then you end up wasting time on things that are not in front of you or are not really an option at the time. So you, and, and I, part of me loves this about people, and I love this about people in the entertainment industry. I love this about us. I end up doing this where you end up trying to do so many things, you're actually accomplishing nothing. Mm-hmm. I actually had a conversation with my supervisor recently because I looked at her and I said, there's just so much going on. I don't feel like anything is getting done. She's like, yep, nope, you are spinning your wheels. You are doing a whole bunch of things and nothing is accomplished. I said, I agree. (laughs) So we had to have some conversations about timelines and what work will actually get done at what time so that... Everything wasn't due at once because that's what ended up happening is everything was trying to be due at the same time and in trying to do everything, nothing was done. It's the same problem if you're applying for jobs or you are trying to do, you are trying to do too many things. I mean, just point blank. You are hostess at a restaurant two nights a week. You are singing two nights a week. 
you are creating, I don't know, you are editing books in the evenings, you are, you know, if you're doing too many things, you're not really going far in any of them because you're trying to do too much and you you don't have that focus or that intentionality. Beth just described my (laughs) mid-twenties. I didn't intentionally. (laughs) But you did. (laughs) Yeah, and do you feel like, I'm not saying this to call you out, I'm I'm saying this because we're just having an authentic conversation, so we did not plan this. Uh, do you feel like in your mid-twenties you really had enough focus to perpetuate yourself forward? No. I had no idea what I was doing, and I was exactly like you said. I was spinning my wheels, and I was so overwhelmed trying to pull myself in so many directions that I didn't move forward with any of them. And then I ended up back and forth in my career for a long time trying to figure out what the heck I needed and wanted out of my job and career. It's a thing. You know, and that's my personal experience. Some people do well with that, do better with that, thrive off of that. But if you are someone who is looking for a long-term, stable career path and that doesn't mean staying in the same exact position for 30 years but it means finding some some stability and sequence in your job search um, and in your career then pulling yourself in too many different directions is not going to help you achieve that So how do you prevent yourself from ending up down this rabbit hole? First, you have to really look inside yourself. And I feel like that's the beginning of the song. No, Mm -mm. I don't know what song, but I do think there's a song about look inside yourself. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. So look inside yourself and figure out what you really want. What are the non-negotiables? What are the things that are important? What are you looking for? Why are you looking for another job? You need to look inside yourself and feel real comfortable doing that. It is not a comfortable experience. It is not an easy thing to do. It is not something that I think many of us are taught to do or taught to be comfortable with. So you need to take that time to really get comfortable looking inside yourself. If you don't know and you're If you don't know what you're looking for and you're not comfortable asking yourself hard questions, then you need to do that first. Yeah, and part of that is learning to understand how you work best. If you're trying to become the cheeseburger-eating champion, you have to start out one bite at a time. Right? Like, <laughs> we kn- and we know that. I want to be the cheeseburger eating champion. <laughs> Cheeseburgers sound fucking amazing. Right. Have you ever seen, 
you know, on Instagram, I'll be scrolling and it'll be like BuzzFeed food or whatever. I will show you like 20 pound hamburger and stuff like the like think of those things where it's like bigger than your head. Also, don't eat that by yourself in one sitting. I'm just I'm just going to (laughs) throw that out there. Bring some friends with you. But either way, it's still one bite at a time. And we know this consciously. But of my personal experience is I am all or nothing. Like, I have to have it all done correctly, perfectly yesterday or not at all. So that mindset is really harmful for me because if my options are all or nothing, then waiting for the perfect opportunity to come around every time is not realistic. So realize that your timeline is your own and understanding how you work best in all of this is going to help you. Like Beth is best if she knocks off a bunch of items at once, batches her work, and like just goes into focus mode. Other people do best if they can do one step at a time. Maybe in their car at the grocery store before going in or Maybe on a break from work, you take like five minutes and just like focus and then go back to the next thing. I'm someone who follows that sort of trail of inspiration, right? So it's five minutes here, five minutes there, 10 minutes there, take a break, 20 minutes here, half an hour here. Sometimes hyperfocus kicks in and it's like four hours later, ba-bam. But knowing that If I plan my things out to get them done little bits at a time, that's going to work for me. It's going to help with how my mind works. Forcing myself to focus never helps me focus. So arranging things so I never have to lose focus and I can keep my energy up is the best way for me. Everyone works best in their own way. So understanding how you work best is going to be a huge help for you in focusing the job search and knowing what you need to start laying out a plan for applying. And then you make the list of things you want in your next job. So go ahead and make that list. The things that are non-negotiable go at the top. And I don't care if this is something you're writing in your notes on your phone, if this is a Google Doc, if this is a piece of paper on your desk, I don't care where you're writing this, but you do need this list. What are the things that are non-negotiable? Is it non-negotiable for you to be in a major city or work remote or have a certain pay or benefits? What are the things that are non-negotiable? Then line your next section is the things that would be nice. Maybe you want additional benefits. Maybe you want a higher pay. Like, this would be nice, but not necessary. I have to make $50,000 a year to pay my bills. Okay. I would love to make $65,000, and I know that that's not outside the range for some of the jobs I'm looking at. So what are the things that are nice underneath? And then things you will not accept at the very bottom. What are the hard no's? 
I actually love the saying, if it's not a hell yes, it's a fuck no. (laughs) I love that saying. It doesn't always apply to job searching. But the things that you won't accept, these are the things that you need to be willing to say, hell no. When I'm looking at jobs, I'm looking at things that are remote. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. My husband says he'll be married, buried in the backyard. We're not moving. So those are things that are non-negotiable for me when I'm looking at jobs and I'm looking at things in my field. So what are the things at the bottom of your list that are non-negotiable for you? And then make sure you dedicate time to each step of the process. So first you need to find job titles that apply to what you want to do. Make a list. We love lists. We just, we love lists. I am someone who requires a list because you know how you know all seven dwarves, but when you go to name them, you can only name five and si- or five or six, and there's always one you forget, and it's not even always the same one. Now I'm trying to think of all the seven dwarves. <laughs> I hate you. That's the worst <laughs> reference. I mean, I think it's the best reference, but fuck you, because now all I can think of is who are the seven dwarves. Mm-hmm. Right. So. We're... The worst. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like that, right? This is stressful and it's confusing. And there's so many moving pieces here. When Beth said earlier, write things down, literally write them down. I don't care how good your memory is. Write them down because you need to internalize these things and you need to be consistent in these things. So find job titles and types of jobs that you want to apply to. Things that you want to be doing, write them down. Make a list. Find the companies that match your goals and have good reviews. Make a list, right? And you can find reviews on LinkedIn. You can find reviews on Google. You can find reviews on Glassdoor. And some of these are employee reviews who review the employer, right, and their experience working for the company. Some of these things... Also look at the consumer reviews on Google and stuff like that. If consumer reviews are constantly bad or they're saying like there's some inconsistencies in the work that's being done, then they're probably not a great employer either. So make sure that you're doing your research. Don't just look at websites and marketing materials. Look at social media. Look at Google searches and reviews. Try and find things from all different spaces and then make a list. If you're finding a lot of bad things or inconsistent things, that's going to tell you "Eh, maybe not. And that's only going to be easy to spot if you keep track. And then search for jobs that match all of the things you want. Match those companies that had good reviews and that have good marketing and voice and branding and that have the job that you're looking for and that have the things you need. And then make a list and apply for them immediately. Don't hold off because 
you never know, you know, that job posting could be taken down right away. That job posting may be old or they could have filled the one position, but if you apply right away, you might get in early for another position that they are just about to list and you want to, you know, get in under the radar. There are so many reasons that you want to apply right away and decide how many you want to apply to at a time. Three, 10, 20? Are you spamming the job world or are you applying specifically for just a couple of jobs? Do you have something in place or do you need a job tomorrow? Are you looking for a full career change or are you looking for a job that's helping to pay the bills? All of these come into play when you're looking to apply and decide what you're looking to apply to. And then we always recommend for applying for jobs that week because there you just you never know when the job posting or the job opportunity is going to disappear or what might come as a result of it. Don't hold off unless you're really unsure. There's a whole bunch that goes into searching for jobs. And a lot of times searching for jobs can feel like a job on its own, which sucks. So we want you to not feel that way. How can you avoid that? That's just kind of what we went through. Understanding yourself, understanding how you work, make a list of what you're looking for, and then make the plan for actually sending out your resume, for actually applying. Those are the things that are going to help you make your plans and have healthy boundaries. We're going to talk about boundaries a lot this year. Get ready. So that this isn't a burden. And I hope this has helped you set some goals and benchmarkers for your job search process. If you're searching for jobs and you have anything we should add or you have any questions, go ahead and reach out. You can find us on social media at Out of the Arts or get in touch with us at outofthearts.com. And as always, thanks for listening. Don't forget to come join the conversation at outofthearts.com and on social media at Out of the Arts. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe, share, and tune in next time. Arts Career Evolutions podcast was created, written, and produced by Beth Partham and Amy Shake. Because we are super excited to flaunt our awesome transferable skills in any way we can. Speaking of, audio engineering by Beth Partham and music by Amy Shake. Because... As long as we're still paying on our student loans, you better bet we're going to keep using our degrees in the way they were intended. Arts Career Evolutions podcast is copyrighted by Out of the Arts LLC 2021.